Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the uh, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, or I should say a week from Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, want to tell you about Johnson Garage Doors. I've worked with them. Bruce has worked with them. My wife has worked with them. Man, their owner's Nate and Brian. They answer the phone. How it begins is how it ends. They answer the phone. They take care of you quickly. They have great product, and they give amazing warranties, well beyond what the manufacturer does. Why? Well, they're confident in their work. They're confident in their product. If some company is not willing to give you a decent warranty, that should tell you who they are right there. How long is the warranty? Six months. That should tell you that you're going to be calling them in 181 days because you're out of warranty. With Johnson Garage Doors, it's years and years of a warranty. Take this the right way. They don't want to see you again. And that's a good thing because if you see them again, that means what they did didn't work. And rarely do you see them again. They get it done the right way the first time. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. So, are you holding your breath early on in the Nuggets game yesterday when Jamal Murray limped off the floor? Initially, not that we found out later it wasn't serious. He came back into yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. Although you knew it was an ankle and not not a hamstring. Yeah, and he was coming back out off a hamstring. That would have been more concerning to me. Yeah, but what happens is, and you know this because you played sports and I played sports. We know a lot of guys who played sports. You have an injury, you tend to favor that injury, and then you it's like a pitcher. You have a shoulder injury as a pitcher, you're a right-handed pitcher, and you have a shoulder injury, and and you don't want to hurt your shoulder, so what do you do? You throw out your elbow. Yeah, you can Yeah, when you're trying to compensate for something, no question, and it's a very real thing. Um, was was glad to see him come back. Glad to see him have good range of motion. Glad, glad to see that he was able to move and to move quickly. Um, he was he was a little rusty. Yep, he was a little rusty expect last that. night. But you but you expect that? I, I said there was nothing wrong. In fact, it was the kind of game that was really kind of perfect for him to come back in. You had Houston on the on the on the flip side of a back to back. Um. They were kind of going through the defensive motions. Not like the the Nuggets were much better, right? To be really honest with you, uh, they got they got up big early. There was really never any tension in the game, no real stress in the game, and so it was just good for him to try to get into the rhythm, and uh, and he'll be just fine. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was fantastic yep. shooting the ball. I was just as pleased to see his work on the boards, yep. which was enthusiastic. I was just as pleased to see him get to the basket, 
a couple of times, one time in particular that was was really impressive um, as much as the three-point shots. Michael Porter Jr., I expect to make three-point shots. That's what he's being paid for. Right. So, But it was great. But he played well last night. And, of course, Nikola Jokic gave us Nikola Jokic. Yeah. In, in a just a wonderfully ho-hum way that you never lose enthusiasm for because it warms you like a blanket. It is the most wonderful thing to go and watch Nikola Jokic do what he does and do it every night. I want to drill down deep All right. into a specific player and into this game. Go. The top three stories coming out of this game in no particular order, although you ranked them, and I did too, because we agreed. The number one story for this game, Jamal Murray coming back. By far. Number two, Michael Porter Jr. having a tremendous shooting right. Yes. Then, oh, just another triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Uh, no. Just another triple-double. We value it. Well, I know, I know you well enough to know how much you value, I value Nikola it, Jokic. But very rarely is, is somebody getting a triple-double the third story of a game. That's how much we... It would be a bigger story if he wasn't getting it, if he wasn't threatening it, right? I know, I agree. Right? I agree. I'm just yeah, saying I mean, he's done it. really it. would be. He's done it so many times. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. Thank God, okay. right? Here's the number four story. No drop-off from Reggie Jackson. No. That, to me, is another big story where, you know, he's not going to be a starter anymore. How's he going to handle it? I understand he's a veteran. He's a local guy. Everybody likes him. He's a really nice complimentary piece. My question is... Can he be as valuable? Well, let me take a step back, then I'll take a step forward. It was Calvin Booth that said, Christian Brown is going to be our Bruce Brown. Are we now finding out that maybe it's Reggie Jackson that is the Bruce Brown? Could be. Doesn't defend like Bruce yeah, and Brown. And he actually said it would be a combination of guys. And, he actually, and, and to Calvin Booth's uh, credit, he included Reggie Jackson before the season even started as one of the guys that would probably combine to fill that role. To your point, he has probably advanced that cause by the way that he has played. Now, I'll tell you one thing about Reggie Jackson. He's never met a shot he didn't like. Dude loves to shoot the ball. He does. He loves to shoot the ball. But in the meantime, he is one guy that defends. Yep. He, he knows that he has to defend, he's not and an he elite, defends. He's not an elite defender, nope. but he's a willing defender. But he's a whip, very well put. Very willing defender. Uh, he's got a great sense for the game and the flow of the game. He knows where his bread is buttered, uh, and, and he doesn't become a distraction. No, I think that the, the play of Reggie Jackson, and he was uneven last night. It was 6 of 14. He took 14 shots to make 14 points assisted three times. He could have done some things in his offensive game that were probably a little bit more productive, but it was one of those nights that you knew was going to be a track mate. Right. I mean, I think the Nuggets had like, they were they scored 41 in the first quarter. They were on a 160-point pace at the end of the first quarter, so the die was really cast in that game. So, whatever. Coming up after the break, there are four guys in that Broncos locker room who can all relate to one thing. And that is losing Cortland Sutton, Garrett Bowles, Josie Jewell, and Justin Simmons. How have those four guys bonded even more strongly 
during this five-game winning streak. Had a conversation with Josie in the locker room yesterday. You'll hear it next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, and more. Oh, tanning beds as well, just in case you were wondering. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are looking to have a great time this weekend, always recommend Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. Live music every Friday and Saturday. And they have some great bands on Friday and Saturday. A new band is playing on Saturday. Chad told us that earlier this week. You're going to want to go check that out. Also, best happy hour in town by far. Three until seven every day. Two for one, all wine, well, and draft. That's every day. Every day. Any day that ends in the letter Y. And they have the late and they have the late happy hour too. They do. They do from 10 until close. Unreal. Right. With that, of course, they're going to have uh, the games on Amazon, so you can watch the game there tonight. Uh, Two-for-one Bud Light drafts all day on NFL Sundays. That includes happy hour as well, free pool every weekday until 5. Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood, they are the best. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Justin Simmons was drafted in 2016. He is the only guy on this roster that has experienced a winning season. The following year, Garrett Bowles, number one pick. All he knows is losing. He was their first-round selection. Josie Jewell. Fourth-round pick, 2018, all he knows is losing. Same draft, Cortland Sutton, second-round pick, all he knows is losing until recently. I had a nice conversation yesterday in the locker room with Josie. There is a difference between hope and belief. And when you guys are sitting at one and five, is there a difference between hope and belief? I don't know, man. We're just uh, we're, we're going out there every week and uh, doing our best and winning those games. So uh, we just got to keep on getting those takeaways on defense, um, playing consistent ball, and you know, hopefully that gets where, where we want to go. You and Cortland and Garrett and who am I missing? You, Garrett, 
Cortland and Justin have been through some times together. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you guys are close in your own way because you've been in this locker room together for a long time. But with that, is there an extra special bond from what you've been through for, to looking at what you're doing right now? For sure. You know, I think the, those bad times brought us together. Um, unfortunately, we had those, you know, the past couple of years. Uh, but I think we're closer for it. Uh, and this team's really close. This is probably the closest I've ever been with teammates. So it's great, even though we're, you know, even though we lost those first couple of games, everybody stayed tight. And now we're winning. And uh, hopefully we can just keep those things rolling. Was there a moment during a game, during practice, where something maybe just clicked with you, with everybody, and that puts you on the streak? Unfortunately not. I think it was a week-by-week week thing, and that's what we saw. You know, early on in the season, we were close. We were close. We had that one blowout game. Then um, we got a win, uh, and then we were close again. I just think consistency wasn't there. Um, and I think that's one thing that, you know, we got throughout the last five weeks, last six weeks here is consistency, everybody playing together, everybody uh, relying on each other, understanding, you know, each other's capabilities so we can play fast. How difficult mentally is it to keep the hope and to keep the faith when you look at the last six years, and you weren't here for the last six years, and then starting the way that you guys did, that we've been in this valley for a very long time, and you look up and it looks like a horizon line. Is it difficult mentally to try and keep that, mo not motivation, but keep that faith? Right. It's tough. Um, you just look towards, uh, you know, things that, uh, I mean, it's experiences. What didn't work last time, try something new this time. Um, and, you know, it worked. And big credit to our coaches here and, and a lot of the new players that we got. And we turned it around. When you start one and five, every game's a must win, right? Mm -hmm. That's how the media portrays it. Every game's a must win. And every game's a playoff game. And I get that. But now sitting at six and five, you are playing a team that you're fighting for likely with a tie break. Yeah. I can't imagine it feels differently but is it different in some way? Uh, for us, it's the same. Um, every game from here out is pretty, pretty much a must win, especially if we want to make the playoffs. So uh, that's what we're going to keep on looking at it like. Um, you know, it's got us to six and five, and uh, especially the last, you know, five weeks is what it's got us to. So we're going to keep on looking at the games like that, and every game's a must win and see if we can stack them all together. You have faced a lot of rookie quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud's pretty good. When you watch him, does he even look like a rookie? Oh, not too much, no. He's, he's gotten comfortable over in that offense um, and how he portrays himself and how he goes through his progression. So it uh, looks pretty good. Uh, we'll see more as the week goes along. Do you feel around town? People know you around town when you go shopping and things like that. Are people patting you on the back a little bit more? Uh, there's maybe a couple more here and there. Uh, it used to be a negative annotation with it all, um, with us losing the past couple of years. Um, so now it's a little bit more positive. People are happier, so it's a good thing. Yeah, of course, it's a good thing. And building upon that good thing is whether it's all about this week. Remember, this is a week-to-week -week thing. And while momentum is a real thing, I think, for a football team and franchise, the challenge of week-to-week, -week, um, which starts with the team that you're playing, not to mention your own habits internally, are the challenges. The consistency with how you operate internally and then how you are planning for um, and scheming for the team that you're playing. But, Eric, you and I have been around this. You've been around it a lot longer than I have. You've seen it in the good times uh, and have sludged through it in the bad times. The pall that has been lifted at Dove Valley is real. We're sitting here. The, it, we're ready to go to December, and there's just a totally different feel, vibe, 
energy expectation around this franchise. It can change in a week. It, it, that's it's all it's a fragile thing in a week to week league, but it is it is great to see the sunshine on that is being flashed on these guys right now. I had a long conversation with somebody in the locker room yesterday, and I'm not going to name names. I probably could, but there's no reason to. And he said one thing that has gotten us through this entire season has been the consistency of Sean Payton. He has not changed at all. How he acts in the meetings, how he has acted in the meetings last week has been the same way as how he acted in the meetings week one and week four and week seven and so on and so forth. He has not changed his personality at all. He has not been more of a backslapper. He has not been a consoler. He has stayed completely consistent throughout this whole thing. He said that has played a major role on why this team is doing what it is doing. I think with the Nathaniel Hackett, I'm guessing his personality changed a little bit, vacillated a little bit more like a pendulum that swung side to side, not to extremes necessarily, but the consistency of Sean Payton has helped guide this ship. First, you've got to be clear and concise. Actually, second, you've got to be clear and concise. First, you've got to have a good message. You got to have one that resonates. You got to have buy-in to that message, and then you have to be consistent with that message. That is clearly going on right now, and I think that that's a that's an insightful remark. You've got to have that because it strips away the doubt. It strips away the what are we doing? It strips away the hesitation. These guys are implementing a game plan and going out and enacting it. And they're stripping away any other distractions that a football team can have. And that's because of the leadership. The message is, is being told is being presented consistently and there's been no deviation in it. And right now it's a winning message. For Sean Payton, he has experienced a lot as a head coach. Sure. He has experienced the highest of highs, winning a Super Bowl. He's had three straight seasons in which they did not have a winning record. They mm -hmm. were seven and nine. He is a guy who is battle tested. He is a guy who has been through enough teams and locker rooms to know how to read the room. Has he ever been in a situation where he has been one and five? No. But I think he has drawn from his past experiences on how to find ways to either A, stay consistent, or B, motivate players during bad times. The player that I talked to said to me, Sean has always had opportunities, even during this five-game winning streak, to have teaching moments. And I kind of cut him off, and I said, well, man, I got to tell you something. During these, this five-game losing streak, uh, you, can, you could almost start the film, stop it randomly, and find a teaching moment right there. Yeah. And he said, that's a really good point. Because we have made so many mistakes yes. during this five-game winning streak. It has allowed us to keep our focus and not get too big for our britches. He mentioned specifically the Bills game. He said, that's a game we could have very easily and probably should have lost. Yeah. But we didn't. But there were huge teaching moments coming out of that game. And you know, some people will say, 
Well, listen, professional athletes, what do they need teaching moments for? You do. Oh, my gosh, yes, yes. Of course. And, you know, Sean has said this a few times during the the one in five run, and it always hit home with me to a degree. And it's a very simple statement of, I know what it's supposed to look like. And think about just the simplicity in that remark. I know what it's supposed to look like. Because to your point, you're absolutely right. He has had so much success and a little bit of adversity and some failure. Those are all things that make you who you are because we're all the sum total. We're the sum total of all our experiences. He knows how to make it look good, what it's like when it looks bad. He learns from those things. And I'm not saying that he's waving a magic wand. He is merely doing what his experience tells him to do. This phrase is used all the time and eventually it just becomes a punchline because you hear it like you hear other cliches. But Josie talked about how the guys in the room really like each other. You can sense that mm-hmm. being in that locker room. But you can also sense this phrase, which has become cliche. The guys really are playing for one another. They really, really are. And I'm going to tell you one more little nugget on something that I have brought up many times, and I beat this drum all the time. He never would, the guy that I talked to, never would have given me this answer if I had a microphone in front of him. Never would have said this. Right. But off the record, he did. Because he was being completely candid because I didn't have a microphone in front of him. I said, what do you think this team would look like? if he had just picked out five random guys and put them on the injured list. I said, you have been incredibly fortunate with injuries this year. Sure. I said, almost nobody's on the injury list week after week after week. And he said, I never really thought about it that way. But, oh, my God, you are so right. We have been, I mean, we've had our entire team all year. I don't think the players think about that. But when I brought that up to him, he was like, Wow, never really thought about it that way. I think the continuity of the offensive line in particular, I I do think that that has been acknowledged. The fact that they have played with every guy in the same starting lineup for 11 games is remarkable. I say this with all due respect to the player I'm about to say, but I don't think anyone wants to hear the name Cam Fleming anytime soon. Not because he's not a good guy, not because because he's not a good player. No. It's because he's not a starter, period. Yeah. You don't want to hear any of the guys who are not starters, you don't want to hear their names mentioned. Because if you do, that tells you that offensive line is getting little chips and getting chipped away. If they're they're coming in on a jumbo package and they have to report as an eligible receiver, okay. But I want those five guys because I, I will say this right now. I don't want to be hot take-ish. It's the, it to me is becoming the best position group on the football team. Now think about that because defensively, that's where they really have buttered their bread in this win streak. Right. Right. Let me ask you something. Do you think, and we got to hit a break. Do you think when this team was one and five and now you and I are in the locker room yesterday, I want your perspective on it. 
because my perspective, I suppose, is my perspective, but I want another perspective, which is yours. Do you think the personality of the locker room has changed from when they were one and four to now? The personality in the locker room. The temperature in the locker room. Ooh, the temperature in the locker room, I think, has changed. And I think it's changed because there is, and this goes back to Peyton figuring out his roster and the roster figuring out Peyton. There is a two-way street with trust. Players have to earn it from leadership and from coaching staffs. And then it goes the other way, too. you got to have trust in the process. you got to have trust in the message. You have to have trust in the consistency of the message and how it's imparted. Those things had to happen, and it took time for it to get there. We should have known it during the process. It's a lot easier now to look at it 11 games in and say, well, of course, of course it took time. Of course it took time to get to this place. There were so many new moving parts, but here we are. You win this game this week, you're, you're basically a favorite to reach the playoffs. Wow. When have we been able to say that anytime in the last six years? Coming up after the break, I probably need to do more research about this before I actually put this out on air. But then again, we're Sports Talk Radio, yeah. where we're held to a very different standard, which is very, very low. Something <laughs> happened today that I believe has never happened in the history of this state. Wow. In the history of the state. Happened today has never happened in the history of this state. What is it? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Deion Sanders now has a chance to do something that I have just coined a phrase for, the holy grail of trifectas. You're featured on 60 Minutes. You are now Sports Illustrated's Person of the Year, and you are Time's Person of the Year. No one has ever done it in the history of the world. Then again... Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler at one time were Times Person of the Year. I can't imagine Sports Illustrated Not was, for the right reasons. I, well, that's a very, very good point. 
Uh, I said teasing into the break. Uh, there is no one from Colorado that has ever been sports person of the year. Then I looked it up because I figured I'd fact check myself. Peyton Manning was Sports Illustrated sports person of the year in 2013. Now you can add Deion Sanders to that list. I think you could make the case this was the right choice for sure. Yeah, I and I um give me someone Well, I who, can't. I, who I, has I, taken the sports world by storm yeah. or had an amazing season where the guy's ERA was 0.57. Well, it's made more remarkable by the fact that it burned hot for really such a relatively short time. It was like flash paper. I mean, it was that is the most remarkable thing about this. Um the, those first three weeks, the anticipation of, and then the execution of those three weeks, even though, and I said it at the time, and I will say it again, I thought there was quite a bit of fool's gold there, especially during and after the Colorado State game. But be that as it may, all of the the the, the hot, white hot around the program was real. And it continues to warm the program these many cold months later. Now, the bloom is off the rose a little bit, and there's challenges moving forward that are going to be totally different. You'll only have that first time once, right? But it was remarkable. And the fact that it made such an overwhelming impact in a relatively short time, even in terms of a football season— makes it even more remarkable to me. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Oregon comes at uh, comes in at more than a touchdown favorite over Washington in tomorrow's Pac-12 championship game. We'll discuss what Dave Tepper has done since buying the Panthers in Charlotte FC. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness and Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. One guy who probably does not need to get involved in this particular auction is my friend Dan McKenzie. Walked in there about a week ago. He's dropped about like 40 pounds. He looks in great shape. Uh, Dan, do you need some cardio equipment from roller auctions? Because you look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I do. uh, I'm trying to do a lot of cardio. So maybe, maybe. Well, go to rollerauction.com if you're interested and get a bunch of stuff for the house. Uh, With (laughs) that, um, I say all the time that we spend so much time as parents taking care of our family while we are here. But what we don't consider is 
What happens if, God forbid, something happens tomorrow? In a lot of ways, you're putting your family in a really difficult spot if they don't come to see you. So with that, what are some of the most common problems that you encounter when uh, a client takes over someone's affairs after that person has passed away? There's more to do than people realize. You know, it's uh, it's um, even modest estates. A lot of them have real estate in them. And around here, that often means like, look, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. And they're out there doing stuff that uh, with money that really is not legally theirs. They have a lot of liability, and so they're just um, not really keeping track of things like they should be. Um, that's probably the number one issue we see. You're supposed to be keeping an accounting of everything you do and be able to produce it on demand. You know, so that's a pretty high bar, and people just kind of treat it very informally because it's family, and it really should be more like a business. One of the biggest misconceptions, I think, and I am guilty of this before I started working with you was when I heard the word trust, I thought of people that have millions and millions and millions of dollars. Oh, it's a trust fund, baby. Oh, he set up a trust for his kids. And I'm thinking, I don't qualify for that. So I'm thinking, I'm good with the will. And you said to me, Eric, you should consider setting up a trust. Mandy should consider setting up a trust. I'm thinking, I'm not in that tax bracket. That's a total misconception, isn't it? It is. I mean, a trust is just leaving money to someone under somebody else's control. That's it. It doesn't mean it's a lot of money. It doesn't mean, you know, it's uh, fabulous wealth or anything like that. But you have, you know, kids, right? And so does Mandy. And Mandy has, you know, the interest in the horses. She wants those horses to be cared for. She doesn't um, want uh, just, you know, someone to sell the horses and not be cared for the way that she thought. So she needs to leave money under somebody else's control that really is to take care of that obligation that she wants taken care of. So, um, so you know, same thing with you with, uh, with with your kids, right? You can't leave money to a minor. So some adult has to take care of them for them. So that's a trust. doesn't need to be fancy or anything like that, but uh, you, you know, can't leave money to a 12-year-old. So that's the issue. Hold on a quick second. Um, I know that I read Mandy's trust. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she got together with you and TN and didn't make me aware of it. Are you suggesting to me that she has now left everything to her horses and not yeah. me? You're out in the stalls. The, the horses are in the house. Yes, uh, we're flipping everything around. Yeah, no, they definitely uh, they they definitely get the better treatment than you do. <laughs> For people that don't have kids. For people that aren't married, they're probably thinking, why in the heck do I need to spend any time talking to Dan? I don't have a lot of stuff anyway. Yeah, That's a big mistake, too, right? Yeah. Anybody can run into a situation where they need someone else to open the mail, talk to their insurer for them, deal with their taxes, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean they passed away. It doesn't mean they have, again, millions of dollars that's at stake or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if it's April and you're suddenly in the hospital and the unexpected to be there, uh, somebody needs to get the taxes filed still. So the IRS doesn't uh, give you a break. So um, just needing to do that kind of stuff can be very difficult if you don't have written authorization. I can't just call the IRS and say, hey, Eric's not hospital we're pretty good friends I actually drafted his estate plan he wants me to take care of the taxes what does he owe? like no they're not talking to me so um yeah you gotta write that down are you suggesting that the government even comes after you when you're dead uh can you believe it unbelievable uh, <laughs> the, the most important thing that we need to talk about is is that you are a michigan man uh-huh. a pr- and anybody who went to michigan they are a proud michigan man a proud Michigan woman, hence the word M on the 
brow of your cap. M, Michigan man. Could be Michigan woman, too. With that, Jim Harbaugh said recently that the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry in some ways is a made-for-TV production. (laughs) Are you buying that? I'm not. Uh, it's bad. You know, I don't know. I feel it. Like when I encounter fans for other programs, I mean, most of the time it's pretty, you know, you give, give a little elbowing and uh, it's, it's, it's friendly. Um, when I encounter Ohio State people, it really, there is an edge there. Um, He's right. It's, it's different. It's you, different. Yeah, you're right, Dan. I, I think Ohio <laughs> State fans have a high level of obnoxiousness. <laughs> They're they sharp elbows yes. with intent was... to inflict pain. Not what I said. We're, hey, we're happy to help Ohio State fans. With their <laughs> uh, you know, Michael Jordan said Republicans uh, buy sneakers too, right? Ah, all right. Well done. Right. Um, no, we, uh, you know, I, they, that's, uh, there's definitely a different level there that uh, you experience uh, as a fan of one of those programs. How do people get a hold of you, Dan? Uh, they can call us at 833-CO-PLANS. We are, of course, in Colorado, but we got an easy-to-remember number, or they go to coplans.co. Dan, have a great day, man. Okay, thanks. See you, pal. Bye. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, David Tepper has spent over $2.5 billion on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte FC, but has gone through five coaches in four years, including four in the last 18 months. Uh, the Panthers also don't have a first-round pick this year, and Tepper is now on the hook for roughly... $25 million in buyout fees for his last two NFL coaches, Matt Rule and now Frank Reich. Is David Tepper already one of the worst owners in sports? I, I was amused, and more than mildly so, by his quote the other day, I'm a patient man. No, you're not. Really? No. Really. But you know what? If you are a willing enabler to my checkbook and I'm going to get paid for four or five years after you hire me, I'll still come coach your team. Go ahead and fire me after 16 weeks. Still a good investment for me. David Tepper is bad. Jerry Jones is worse. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he was asked yesterday about the Cowboys playing Philadelphia and Philadelphia being so good, arguably the best team in the league. And Jerry Jones said, and I'm paraphrasing here, why does this stuff always keep happening to me? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because when your ego is so large and you're so stupid to fire Jimmy Johnson, that's why. He's still paying for Jimmy Johnson? He is. He's not. (sighs) He's not. Because they've had more Super Bowls. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl with Jimmy's talent. Yes, he did. And the reason why, concussions partly, but the biggest reason why Troy Aikman retired was he did not want to play for... Barry Switzer, because he felt Barry Switzer treated it like summer camp, and there was no accountability in that entire locker room because Jimmy held guys' feet to the fire. Remember, Troy Aikman started with Barry Switzer before he ended at UCLA. But he did say Barry became a different guy. Yes. In college, he would crack the whip. It was not that way when he became the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Jimmy would have coached many, many more years. That would have probably been many, many more great players coming into the organization and many, many more Super Bowls. And you can make the case for as great as the Broncos were. What if Jimmy Johnson was still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 1988? Well, that's an interesting question. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials going on. And on Wednesday, note they have going on? They have their anniversary going on. So they're going to have a huge anniversary sale. 15% off liquor, 750 milliliters or larger, 20% off all wine, 2% off 12 packs of beer. You shop there, Bruce. You know I shop I'll be there, packing up, man. There's no question about it. And I live a little bit further away, so what do I do? I you order there, online. Yeah, well done. They deliver to me. When I'm down in the city, I absolutely stop in. And what I like about that place is, is it's not only, you know, great beer, wine, and spirits and specials and people to help you. I like their little snacks. But <laughs> they've got high-end snacks. It's like gourmet stuff yeah, that I'm cool like, you know stuff. what? This will go well with a Pinot for me. I, I, I want this certain type of popcorn or I want this certain type of this. It's got something for everybody. You're going to love going to Argonaut Wine and Liquor. See why Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. Gordon, great job today. Alex, not so much. Bruce, you can do better. As for me, I suck as always. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can.